the Protectors of the Wood podcast. Everything is at stake. The destruction of our planet is becoming real life. This podcast tells the story of misfit teenagers struggling to band together and help our world through this crisis. Episode number 39. The mystery unfolds. Phoebe overcomes her fear. Phoebe followed the very upright form of the old man back to the arched opening leading into the hallway. He took a lamp from a shelf and lit the candle inside and turned to face her. The yellow flame lit up his face from below, giving him a fierce expression, almost diabolical. Under his overhanging brow, his deep, glittering eyes pierced her. I'm trusting you with my biggest secret, because you have no greed. You are not attracted to possessions and power, but never forget that many others can think of nothing else. Never forget how much they desire enough to destroy everything. I'm trusting you never to forget that. He looked her carefully in the eye and, satisfied, he turned and walked through a small opening lying back in the shadows on the far side of the hallway. Phoebe followed him into a tunnel less than three feet wide and six feet high. The sides had been chiseled smooth and the air was moving and fresh. The way seemed well-maintained, but too narrow and clearly slanting downward. She longed to stretch out her arms, but they felt pinned to her sides. The panic of claustrophobia rose inside her like a demon beginning to scream. Her breathing became short, like a pant. Her thoughts raced. Oh God, please help me. Help me. Help me. Please God, help me. Help me. After maybe ten minutes of steady progress, the old man stopped and rolled a large stone a couple of feet to reveal an opening in the right side of the tunnel. The shifting light from the candle showed a very low, almost round passageway. It's like a hole. It's nothing but a rat hole in the earth. This way, be careful. His voice seemed muffled and far away. They stooped down and entered. Phoebe felt as if the earth were squeezing in upon her. The touch of her hands on the rocks to either side showed her that it was getting smaller. Look out for your head. 
You must duck lower. Phoebe crouched down, her hand above her head. She felt she could die in there, trapped with a crazy old man lost in a wretched cave. The light flickered as the candle dripped. The shadows moved and grew. You'll need to crawl up here. Crawl? Crawl? No, 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 please no, please, please no. The ceiling grew ever lower until she was forced onto her knees. Terror filled her like boiling water. I'm afraid. The words escaped her, a muffled cry of agony. Of course you are. I am too, even though I've been here a thousand times. My... my knee doesn't bend well. I have to drag my leg. I'm so tired. What if... what if I can't? I should have warned you about this part. It's been a long day for you. But I know you can do it. They crawled forward. The tunnel was clean. No loose stones troubled them. A breeze smelling of water cooled her face. The rocks in the walls were sometimes large and glistening with silver streaks glowing in the darkness. Green and brown colors reflected like mirrors. Clear crystals appeared in the rocks with flat sides like glass. The tunnel was getting wider and the old man had risen and was walking normally ahead of her. They were moving downhill. Phoebe stood up and loped ahead to catch up. Suddenly the air became cooler with a different smell and she realized they had entered a vast cavern. The light of the old man's flickering candle found hundreds of tiny mirrors in the crystals embedded in the far-off walls and ceiling and floor and created a twinkling like stars, a moving and changing light of many colors, as if the night sky, the magic of the stars, were also here, deep inside the earth. The sight gave Phoebe an overwhelming sense of relief, a feeling that this adventure was going to reach its goal. She stayed on the old man's heels. As the ground leveled off, he slowed up. Look at this. His voice echoed in the vast cavern. He held the candle, now burned low in a pool of wax, next to the wall. In the unsteady light, Phoebe saw streaks and small pebbles of deep blue dancing in the rocks nearby. Come over here. He pointed to a couple of old wooden crates a few steps away on the ground. Take a seat and compose yourself. Phoebe rested. She had never been so tired. But her mind was on fire. 
You wear a piece of dreamstone, your own charm, made here in this very room. By the way, a charm that your whole family wears. Would you like to look into a large piece, a very large piece? It's known as the Dreamstone Mirror. No one can know what you will see. There is some risk. Not everyone is ready for the challenge or the burden that may come of it. As his words slowly sank in, her eyes wandered once again to the walls of the cave. The candle flickered on chunks of blue. One, two, three of them, as large as baseballs, but sky blue. The translucent, misty blue of Dreamstone. Dreamstone, it comes from here. It comes from here. My God, of course. This is the source, the thing people are hunting for. And this is what my family won't tell me. No, don't stare into those. Wait for a second. He took the shade off the lamp and lit a new candle, pressing it into place in the pool of wax. And then he lit two other candles in nearby niches in the wall. The light blazed up and seemed to shine like the sun. She realized that the wall ahead of her was covered by a tall, wide, thick curtain of dark material. Would you like to look? Yes. Are you ready? She stared ahead, noticing the darkness of the heavy fabric. I... I hope so. He took the curtain off the wall. The candlelight gleamed on a colossal jewel of dreamstone as large as a church door, over eight feet tall and six feet wide. Streaks of blue flowed off along the wall and chunks with angular sides surrounded it. One smooth blue surface occupied the central area. It trembled and moved like a living thing and opened into a measureless depth. She looked a long way and began to flow into the stone as if she were swimming in a deep blue sky. She felt lost and searched frantically for something to guide her and then noticed, more with feeling than with sight, the urgent eyes of the green man of her dream. Come, come. She heard the words. He was beckoning her onward. She found herself in the sky above Middletown. The sun was setting behind her and the Half Moon River was visible below, winding its way into the distance toward the far off sea. She glided down lower like a bird, attracted by the sight of her high school soccer fields. Players were leaving. 
and shadows covered the wide fields of grass and dirt. Phoebe came in closer, curious about a dark spot in the corner of one of the fields. She found herself on the ground, walking through long grass and weeds. The players were almost gone, and this area was deserted. The dark spot was just ahead, an opening as dark as night. An eerie feeling came over her, and she approached with caution. In the fading light, she saw a hollow place in the ground, a large circle of darkness, maybe eight or 10 feet across. With small steps, Phoebe came closer. I never saw this before. How did it get here? Someone could get hurt. She leaned out as far as she dared, looking down. The opening had sides of dirt and stones with roots sticking out, but no visible bottom. A cool, damp breeze came from somewhere far below ground. Her heart jumped as she saw a flicker of reddish light on a wrinkled hand just below to the left. A head of long, dirty hair and clothes of some dark gray material emerged into the twilight. A figure climbed out over the edge of the hole and began walking over the grass. Small and bent, she appeared to be an old woman. Long gray hair spilled over what might have been a dress, but a dress reduced to rags. Her back was to Phoebe. She was walking away. Phoebe ran after her, desperate to apologize and to offer help. Hello? Are you okay? I'm so sorry. I didn't know. The woman kept her back to Phoebe and seemed to speed up as Phoebe approached her. Is there anything I can do? Please, are you okay? The woman turned slightly and muttered something. Phoebe saw the profile of a face in a reddish light. What? I'm sorry. I couldn't hear you. I just want to help. The woman turned at a sharper angle, and Phoebe saw a light shining like stars from her dark eyes. Then, follow me. The woman was at the edge of the field and walked quickly across the road and down a side street of many houses. The faster Phoebe tried to run, the faster the woman seemed to move. Phoebe noticed the cemetery on her left and knew they were approaching Cemetery Lane. Where could she be going? Moments later, Phoebe lost the old woman in the darkness. At the edge of Cemetery Lane, she had no idea where the woman had gone. A dark shape moved nearby in the shadows. She jumped back, her heart pounding. Phoebe? 
Abby? They came toward each other and embraced in relief. Quick, she's gone this way. Abby seemed to glide down Cemetery Lane toward Main Street, and Phoebe speed limped after her. Soon they turned right on Main Street and ran on all the way to Bridge Avenue. I've lost her. I can't see her at all. Something glows in her hand. This way. They ran to the left down the dark avenue, heading toward the forest. With tremendous speed, they seemed to glide over the bridge and into the darkness of the pine trees on the old dirt road. Then Phoebe saw the stars overhead, bright and colorful as she'd never seen them before. She heard the noise of the wind in the trees and saw the glimmer of starlight on the branches. And there, ahead of her, moved a golden light shining with a deep red glow like a star dancing in the air, guiding them on their way. Around the bend they came to the edge of the clearing and the haunted house arose ahead of them. It too was glowing, but with a wavering pale light. And on the lawn, pale, almost transparent shapes were whispering and laughing with a terrifying undertone of fear and anger. There were hundreds of them, and now they stared at her and Abby and barred the way. The voices became menacing. Phoebe could barely breathe. Just ahead, the old woman moved forward. With all her being, Phoebe wanted to follow. She fought against the rage she felt flowing against her in waves. She stepped forward.
Tell me, are you in there? Does anyone hear my call? It's got to mean, got to mean something That's anything here at all Reach for me, reach for me Cause I'm all out of strength today Please show me the for listening to the protectors of the wood podcast find all our podcasts songs and projects on our website protectorsofthewood.com and to all the eco warriors out there remember that everyone can make a difference and every action counts